talking so fast you can run his podcast at point five. Results are conclusive, just know that he argues both sides. His GM is a shadow of his normal self. Doppelganger stealth. Hello and welcome to season two, episode five of Shadow of the GM podcast. So I'm back to GURPS today. So we're going to be talking a bit about GURPS games I'm playing, hoping to play, and a little bit about GURPS role. It turns out I was getting wrong for quite a while, even though I should have known, and I did know, and we'll talk about more about that when I get to it. But before we get into that, let's get into the call-ins. So first of all, let's listen to Che Webster from Roleplay Rescue. On the subject of GURPS Prime Directive, by the way, Barry, I would be very interested in coming and playing some of that or even running a game of that. And I was wondering, I know our schedules aren't always compatible, but I was wondering how it might pan out come the summer. So I'm thinking like the end of July through to the start of September, there's that five, six week period. And I'm I'm wondering if you would be interested in scheduling in a game of some Prime Directive. Maybe we could gather a few players. I think um might be a possibility of getting one or two of the guys from the, the RPR Discord onto that. Um, so don't know, let me know what you think, because I would really love to get a game in. Um, you know, I especially have this kind of idea of doing a bit of a dark track thing with it. Uh, I think Prime Director is very malleable for that idea. So, hmm, I don't know. Let me know what you think. It's just a weird, random thought hearing your recent episodes. Game on, man. Hey Che, it's not that weird or random, and as you know, because I've already spoken to you about it on Discord, let's get that game planned, let's get it going. And as for the people that might be interested, well, let's just see, maybe there might be someone who might want to join us. As far as GURPS, yeah man, I'd play Prime Directive with you, but we'll see what happens in this Wednesday group. You know, I'm, I, I'm now I'm curious about Champions, because of another podcast I listen to, the Dice Are Screaming. And so... I've picked up the, like, they have, like, a beginner's thing for champions. It's, like, champions complete or champions. I, I don't know what it is. But it's, like, 220-some pages, and it's, like, the condensed version of 6E Hero System of Champions. And I'm reading that, and on Bundle of Holding right now, there's a Hero 6E and a Champion 6E bundles that I'll probably pick up. And, yeah, I don't know. I, I can't imagine I'm ever going to run champions. But like you, the generic systems kind of interest me. So I'm curious to read and see the difference between the hero system and GURPS. But like you, I've always got a ton of games I, I really want to play and try. So I, I don't know what we're going to do. I'd still really like to, to do Barbarians Lamoria with you guys. Or alternatively, we could do Dogs of War, which is the modern version, and play like an A-team game. If we get like four people... You know, we could stat up the A-team, and you guys could do a, a couple sessions playing the A-team. That might be a fun game. Anyhow, it, or if we keep the two of you, we, we could def, we could do a buddy cop game. I, we, You know, I'd love to run... I've run buddy cop games before. I love the genre, and I think that 80s buddy cop thing for one GM, two players is really easy to do. And most people know the tropes of those movies and TV shows, so it's easy enough to do buddy cops. So actually, I'd really like to do that. But hey, I'll play anything. So I'll talk to you later on. Take care. Huh. 
you can see where my mind's at. We've got three players in the group now that Darren Green's joined us. Duh. So, yeah. Well, someday we'll do the buddy. Maybe we do the buddy cop thing. But, yeah, with three players, I mean, we've got a ton of options we can do. So, we'll, we'll figure something out. But, anyhow, I'll talk to you later on. Well, what do you know, Jason? You want to play some Prime Directive with Gervis? Maybe we should get together with Shay and you can join our game. Fingers crossed. Um, on some of those other things, I'd love to try it. Barbarians of Lemuria sell it quite a lot, so I'd really like to, to give it a go. I mean, there's quite a few aspects of it I think we'd really enjoy. Dogs of War equally up for playing the A-Team. Trust me, definitely definitely be up my street, that one. Buddy Cops, well, you know, we could always ditch Darren. I'm sure we won't mind if we just, you know, kick him out for a few weeks. No, not really. But, yeah, definitely something we could do sometime if we're ever down. Might be something to have as a backup sometimes so if we're ever down a player. We can maybe just do the Buddy Cop thing um, if we can get, I guess, characters pre-made just in case. There's always that kind of option. Um, as for usual, unless it's that scheduling thing, I don't know whether we can do the Prime Directive on the normal Wednesday slot. It depends if there's other weeks that we can get around it. But anyway, I'll talk about that a bit more. Uh, but yes, like you, I am looking out for those other systems, special generic systems which do interest me. So we've had a look at Savage Worlds before, um, although I don't really run it yet. Um, obviously, I have I have looked at Hero System, like I mentioned this before, but there's something about it that kind of just doesn't sing to me. So it would be interesting to try it out sometime, actually give it a go. I mean, I know it's front heavy from loading, but then GURPS is as well at times, so that's not really in its own sort of self-daunting, but I just know whenever I look at that character sheet, there's something about it that kind of puts me off, whereas a GURPS one weirdly doesn't, um, even though it possibly is just as complicated, I don't know, it doesn't seem as well. I don't know just because the, I think with hero system and champions, there's a lot of acronyms on things and that kind of puts me off a little bit. Um, so many acronyms on the front sheet, whereas at least with GURPS is things like parry, dodge and all the rest of it and stuff, which kind of just tell you what it is in some ways. <clears throat> But it's one of those things that I really want to maybe give it a go sometime and try it out just to see how it runs. Um, I've seen quite a few discussions online about GURPS versus Champions, about you know the relative merits and things, and some fairly balanced ones as well, which kind of say it depends on your approach to how you want to build your characters, really, what people have said about it, rather than more about you know which system is better than the others, really. Um, so it's one of those things. We definitely have to give that a try at some point in time if we can fit it in our Wednesday games and kind of get that one done and dusted, I guess, and see. You know, you might convert me from GURPS to Hero System. You never know. I wouldn't bet on it necessarily, but you never know. We'll see. Anyway, enough talking about it. So let's get into talking about those girls. So where to start with this? I guess the first thing to talk about the GURPS fantasy game we've running. And I, I, you know, I've sort of hold myself back from saying Dungeon Fantasy because we kind of moved on a bit from Dungeon Fantasy as I said previously, but it's mostly Dungeon Fantasy based. Um, so what we've done is that basically it's ended up being very much a Warhammer fantasy kind of clone. So it's very much a a fantasy game where there's essentially like a, a blight reality next door and like evil things are lurking through and there's lots of corruption, lots of mutants, lots of conspiracies going on. They went to a town called Drakemere and in Drakemere there is a Imperial Inquisitor is there basically holding sway over the town effectively and you know got the town and the little city in lockdown and so there's quite a few fun interactions with the party around that so one of the characters is like based on a kitsune so she was trying to use her feminine charms on the Inquisitor which was quite funny because he did manage to resist him she did kind of sweet talk him a little bit so he hasn't you know reaction wise it has gone fairly well so although he's still quite brief with her um, he's tolerating her which has been quite good because in actual fact she being non-human is such as generally something he would despise and he's still not particularly taken with her but he's tolerating her existence which is about as best as you can kind of get in that situation that was a bit of a fun use of the reaction roles around that particular situation with that character um next thing we would really talk about is that they've done quite a bit of role playing quite a bit of combat some player actually made a comment that um 
they'd always heard there wasn't much combat in GURPS and they've had a fair amount. And I guess that might be the difference of the high point, 250 points sort of dungeon fantasy one that I'm not kind of afraid to kind of throw combat situations at them. And, you know, I've kind of scaled it back a little bit now from after that comic. So I thought, well, am I maybe putting too much combat? Maybe I'm running, I guess, GURPS a bit more like D&D. But that was kind of the idea anyway, was to see whether we get the same feel. In actual fact, from that aspect, it works really well. I don't really feel like, you know we're losing out at anything i don't feel like you know the characters aren't doing epics and combats and things so although you are quite frail in groups in general uh with a dungeon fantasy level with the kind of level these characters are at with the amount of damage they can take um in the case of the dwarf or how good they are at active defense and stuff and their armor and things are actually quite good at you know surviving in combat situations what i've actually done as well something i might talk about in a future episode is that currently they're actually running in a bit of a scenario that i've stolen from not stolen i've got the, got the pdf anyway <laughs> i've got uh, crown of eternity which is a fantasy trip module that they're actually playing um so it's published by gaming ballistic and one of the authors of it is um christopher rice who you might know if you know anything about ravens and pennies um, and those kind of uh, his blog um so it's Christopher Rice and Edward uh, Tremlett. So basically they've joint written this one and it's part of the Jock C. Cervantes kind of um, storyline that he's got as part of the more Pellerist journeys if you ever looked at those ones from Gaming Ballistics. And so essentially I've just supplanted basically some of the plot from that. So it's not using the full game. It has to be said they've not started in the same place. I've basically taken the lost city that's in there and put that in my sort of ancient elven ruins that we have in this game setting which are across the sea uh, on these sort of islands that were basically decimated effectively there used to be a headland um at one side across from the sort of major city um like thousands of years ago and after the great sort of disaster which has caused all these rifts into the blight the ground was sort of basically destroyed and it became like a series of islands instead so but they're sort of rummaging around the ruins here which is what i've used those sort of ruins for um so it's been quite good fun kind of getting going around there and because it's fantasy trip based that might be another reason why there's probably more combat than they're maybe expecting because fantasy trip is more i'd say combat orientated than groups in general sort of is so it's been quite interesting kind of running that um another thing that's been a bit fun has been doing the conversion of the creatures from fantasy trip to groups so one of the key advantages around using a fantasy trip module rather than say a DD module is that the stats are kind of the same so we have the same so you've got strength iq um and dexterity which are kind of more or less transferred across what i did became aware of the first few times i did it was that um in the fantasy trip you're a lot more vulnerable to dying should i say than you are in gurps um and so in actual fact i need to beef the power levels up of some of these creatures so i had a quick chat online with doug cole and christopher rice and christopher rice kind of said that he reckons that you need about 20 percent uplift in the power levels basically of the creatures from any fantasy trip thing to kind of make them tougher in gurps for dungeon fantasy so i've kind of done that and i kind of just fit that in a story way as well because we're getting closer to the center of the magical disruption in this realm it's kind of the case that the creatures are meeting are basically effectively drawing on that power more so they're becoming more powerful i don't want to say too much about the plot of the adventure in case anyone wants to run it but you know if anyone's interested i can talk them through at least the part i've kind of run of it um but it's been quite good because essentially been hired by the league to do this guy there's some interesting things in there one of the things i like about published adventures is it gives me ideas for interactions with npcs and the motivations that i might not think up on my own it's quite good kind of i think having it in there so it doesn't just become my continual plot lines in my head it's kind of drawing in some of these plots from other people have thought up and i kind of intertwine those with my own and it kind of i guess to me keeps the game kind of a bit more original when we're playing it so yeah players still seem to be having some fun they're working at the portals at the moment that are underground in this and they seem to have kind of clocked it now and things and they're kind of getting into their stride now going around and um, collecting a fair amount of cash whilst they're down there as well so we're going to throw them some curveballs soon around some things and then hopefully we'll get them to the crown room and sort of move it on um and then we'll see where the adventure goes but they're definitely having fun playing it i don't think there's any plan on changing that anytime soon so that's that one 
um playing with my children it's kind of slowed down a little bit uh with lockdown and stuff and the rest of it we've been doing a lot of other things and not quite so much around playing GURPS although yeah, my youngest son still plays it sometimes with me in the car um, interestingly he's turned his GURPS character into a bit of an entrepreneur he's used money to buy buildings and he's now charging rent to people and stuff so it's quite interesting how his mind works things I never thought would be come out of the mind of a six-year-old is to decide to build a property and start renting out to people to make it a sort of regular cash income for his character but there you go what they do with their treasure sometimes and um, he also wanted to train a dragon so because we started reading how to train a dragon the other day so he decided to try to steal the dragon egg to try and train it so we've got a little subplot going on so lots of fun little subplots going on there he did another curious thing the other day which made me laugh was um he's very fixated on casting the same spell all the time you know it's typical kind of mage fireball but in his case it grips a spell called concussion and you ever come across concussion it basically you throw a ball of compressed air which hits someone does damage but then also causes like a shock wave within 10 yards and everyone within 10 yards has to make a health check basically or else they become stunned and he managed to in this epic sense he was looking for a bandit camp because he heard there were some bandits around um, when he was investigating something else he went to the bandit camp basically loved this concussion that the bandit leader did like an epic damage roll on said leader but also the concussion wave basically stunned every single person in the camp he then ordered them to surrender and i was interested to see where this was going to go and what he actually did was uh, in the plot of this game i don't know if i said previously there's a dark lord who's basically arising and the idea is to try to find all these magical artifacts in which to fight him but he said to these bandits okay i'll make you a deal i won't take you as prisoners or kill you instead what i'll do is i'll offer to pay you and what you have to do is you now have to become my spy and go into the Dark Lord's army camp, basically say you want to work for him, but give me information. And I'm suddenly thinking, where is a six-year-old? Where did you get this idea from? I have no idea where he sought this up from, but it was absolutely amazing. So this is now what he has. He now has a bunch of bandits who are spies. Whether they're the most reliable spies, I don't know. But, you know, a six-year-old, I'm going to go easy on him. I'm not necessarily going to have him backstabbed by his own bandits. But, hey, it was definitely a fun little experience, that one. Not something I was expecting to come, like I said, from a six-year-old. Last thing to say, I guess, on the GURPS front is around the fact that, uh, well, second to last thing, actually, is that, uh, as you saw from the message at the start, I am thinking about now running this Prime Directive game over the summer, so I'm hopefully going to get Che, should be signed up to it now, to, to just finalise some days, if I can get Jason to sync up his diary, get Jason on there too, hopefully. I'm going to put it out on, I think, possibly on Che's Discord, because I know there's some GURPS players on there to see if there's any interest in um, those people playing on there. And maybe shut it a little bit wider as well, see if we can get a few other right side people who might want to join in the game and play too. Maybe get some bit of GURPS action in over the summer. So probably do like a five or six kind of um, episode series, for lack of a better word, of um, this Prime Directive game. My thinking is to go slightly off canon from uh, Prime Directive, which is set in the Starfleet universe, so based on Starfleet battles, not on the Star Trek universe, and have this idea that there's these transwarp sort of rifts in the galaxy that have arrived, possibly as a side effect of the Andromedans either coming or not coming, depending how I do about the canon, into the galaxy in the sort of Starfleet battles timeline. And it basically leads to a different galaxy where essentially all the empires are now looking to exploit the new sort of found resources they've got. Um, and the idea being, if I went it that way, I don't run into canon issues, which we talk about a lot in some of these episodes, um, where basically you can interact with the various different races that are in Starfleet battles and some new races I can invent and it doesn't matter about, well, would this race really be in the sector of space, like blah, 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 I just sort of have to worry about it, basically. Um, the rest read you to fairly randomish places. And when you go there, you can run across, Klingons might be there, Romulans might be there, who knows, you know? there's all these new races you're going to encounter so i think that'll be a lot of fun to kind of start building up on that and i could even possibly procedurally generate some of the systems they explore and things and that way you can leave it fairly open and sandboxy but you know like i said it's going to be six episodes and maybe have some sort of short-term goal in it for them to kind of have some sort of wrap-up of the campaign so we'll see but those are my thoughts at the moment but i've got until the summertime to kind of finalize a bit more 
Um, so I guess the last thing I want to say was, again, from Chase mentioned it in his podcast as well. Um, I think it might be the Dungeon Master Di- Diary if you're on his Patreon. But basically, we're looking at creating some stuff for GURPS Fantasy. So I'm working on messing around with making a bit of a bestiary, basically, for GURPS. Try to pull some D&D creatures, some sort of low level I guess human characters like bandits and brigands and things into it and trying to make this kind of resource to pull um, NPCs together. It's been quite good fun working, having these conversations with Che about, you know, what are good points, values for sort of lower level characters and things. So that's kind of going on in the background as well. Uh, I'm kind of taking my foot off the pedal on that one a little bit, but I might tick back into that again next week. But again, that's been fun stuff to kind of explore and mess around with. And it's quite good fun kind of creating NPCs and things. Uh, and I kind of taken a leaf again out of Douglas Cole from Game of Ballistics book here by... Um, when I made the bandit character, I gave them a little bit of a backstory to give them a bit of life into them and the idea is that, you know, if other people use these, the characters are a bit more to them rather than just like bandit one to five who just wanders around with a club trying to hit you. The idea is you give them different weapons and different ideas about their backgrounds and stuff and maybe make them a bit more interesting and other people can pull them off the shelf. I'm also planning on making GCS files for them all so that people who've got, if they're using VTTs or they've got GCS and want to print them off, they've got the access to basically pull the characters off you know, the shared drive and then do them. And it's going to be like uh, internal just for our use kind of thing. It's not something we're going to publish. So I don't have to worry too much about, hopefully, the digital license sort of agreements with um, Steve Jackson Games anyway. So I guess that's up for me in that one. So again, we'll finish with this subject and move on to the main thing I was going to talk about a bit about rules and talk about the rule that I've been getting wrong in GURPS most recently. So enough about this clickbait. What is this rule I've been talking about? I've been getting wrong for so long. Well, it's not, well, is it a major one? Maybe it's a slightly major one. We'll see. But Basically, there's a rule in GURPS about when you, you've got actions during the combat round, and I won't go into the actions, but one of the actions you can pick is move an attack action, which lets you move up to your basic speed, basically in yards on the turn, and you can still make an attack. Now, it says in the rules that if you do that, you take a minus four penalty to hit, which is what we've been doing. Now, what it also says in the rules, and I have read this when I read it previously, but then subsequently managed to brain, decided to forget about it, was that you also find it that your skill is capped. So it does say uh, if you're making a melee attack, you have a flat minus four to skill and your adjusted skill cannot exceed nine. So the issue there was that I kept forgetting that minor little detail. And so basically with characters, you have things like a 16 with attack or 18 or 19 with attack, minus four, on a 19 means you're still on like a 15 or less to hit on 3d6 which means you're still likely to hit whereas in actual fact that shouldn't have been the case it should have been dropped down to a flat nine for them to hit regardless of how high they are so what it means is that basically being highly skilled with a weapon doesn't give you much of a bonus in that particular situation um because of all the moving around and jostling around kind of really sort of hampers how good you are so there's kind of this level where at the sort of higher end you all kind of level the playing field if you're moving and attacking so you know if you're basically what 13 or higher you kind of have the same skill when you move around whereas if you're less than 13 you're definitely worse off but anything hard that you know any better off really so it's kind of one of those things that i don't feel it's made a massive difference in the game but it's one of those little blunders that i've kind of looked back to now and remembered so i managed to correct myself in the last game and kind of just said to the players okay you know i've realized if we're doing this skill you have this particular thing wrong so we need to remember it and to be fair in the combat it did affect some of the players well one player in particular uh, but it also affected the things attacking them a lot more so i think it's kind of a fairly fair rule that you know it's there for a reason in a way because the idea is if you're going to choose to move around a lot and attack then it should be that you can't really do it that well especially in gurps you're talking about a one second round you know you can't run around for one second you can't move like six yards in a second then sort of expect to hit really well with your sword it's going to be very difficult to do so it's one of those ones but it was interesting anyway to kind of um 
I guess, double check the rules in that sense. And this is kind of the thing I've said about learning GURPS is that this is going to come up a fair bit. There's always going to be rules that come up and I'm always going to come across these where I've forgotten for a while. Uh, range attacks, by the way, are, are different. Uh, if you're making range attacks, it's a minus two or the weapon's bulk rating, whichever is worse. Um, so that's slightly different. And that hasn't really come up as much. We don't seem to be have very many range combatants. There's the wizard who I guess does range spells, but he very rarely moves. Uh, worth saying in GURPS, if you just take a step, it doesn't affect you. It's like a one yard step, it doesn't affect it. So yeah, that's the main one. But like I said, it hasn't made a massive difference to the game, but hey, it was in there anyway. And I thought I'd kind of share it, I guess. Part of my learning GURPS is to kind of share my mistakes. Um, I think I said previously, I often forget the knockdown rule, a major damage kind of rule, where I've been playing with characters that has got better now. Part of that is because of using Foundry, yeah, the now damage apply sort of system on there means if I drop, drag and drop the damage onto a character, it reminds me when someone's had major damage and they have to roll for knockdown. Um, if you don't know GURPS, knockdown means that basically if you take um, more than half your hit points of damage, you have to make a health check or else you basically fall to the ground, uh, stunned and drop your weapon usually. So it's one of those kind of things where it's quite interesting in combat. So, you know, so if you've got a 22 hit point barbarian as you have, he can't just take 15 points of damage and kind of shrug it off. There's a good chance he'll get knocked over. Although he has high pain threshold, so he tends to kind of shrug off anyway. <laughs> but, you know, that fits in with his character class. Um, he's quite good on his feet, although he has critical failed and, you know, dropped his weapon on quite a few occasions which has been quite amusing in a way because it's kind of a death machine otherwise so hey but let's not get too much into that one anyway that's kind of it from my kind of rules confessions one from today but again just thought i would share that with you. Well, that's it for episode five uh, this time. So uh, there's going to be a quick follow on from my previous episode because I've not put a few out recently. I thought I'd try and get two done and out of the way. Uh, it helped also fill up the backlog call in so that my callers didn't feel like I was, you know, ignoring all their calls. Um, if you've got any comments or questions about this episode, as always, please email me at GM Shadow or you can leave me a message here on Anchor at anchor.fm slash GM Shadow. You can find me on Twitter at GM Shadow as well. I'm also around in quite a few uh, Discord, especially the Gurps and Fantasy Trip ones. I tend to be kicking around those ones a lot these days and gaming ballistic as well these days now um also like i said you can email me if that's your preferred method <clears throat> if you want to leave a large audio file you can also email the audio file to gmshadow@hotmail.com. if you don't want to leave the one minute ones that come on anchor feel free to do so so with that in mind until next time everyone keep on gaming mm -hmm.